Star Wars 7x7 episode 2088. All right, let's get back to the Clone Wars season seven and talk about episode five, which is gone with a trace. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, which is our Clone Wars briefing on Gone with a Trace. This is the first of a presumed four episode story arc featuring the triumphant, or I guess semi-triumphant, which I'll explain, <laughs> return of Ahsoka Tano. And we kick off with the story picking up basically right where the end of season five left us, which was Ahsoka Tano having left the Jedi Order. That's the recap that we get from the narrator as we open up this episode. And we see her on a speeder bike of sorts, flying through the works district and heading toward a portal that will take her down to the lower levels of Coruscant. So back in 2016, at the Ahsoka's Untold Tales panel at Celebration London, Dave Filoni talked about how you know, there was you know some you know, time period in between her leaving the Jedi Temple before she went to the underworld, where she eventually acquired that speeder bike and was contemplative in green spaces and whatnot. So they are jumping ahead a little bit, but that's okay. That's all you really need to know is that you know now that she has left the Jedi Temple, she is on her own. But even though Ahsoka is leaving all the action behind, the action is not leaving her behind. Her bike malfunctions and she's barely able to rescue it and crash lands on a landing pad on level 1313, shock of all shocks. So we are officially in the Star Wars underworld level. This is the level that George Lucas had been imagining as far as a you know Star Wars series that was taking place in the seedier corners of Coruscant. It was supposed to be at one point you know part of a video game situation that was happening. So we're actually on the fabled level 1313 for the first time. And by the way, this is a full spoiler briefing. If I forgot to mention it earlier, just in case you need the warning. So. Here on this platform on level 1313, it turns out that she's landed at the repair bay owned by Trace Martez and Trace has a sister Rafa who owns a laundromat and gosh, I love a laundromat. I can't believe I actually got to see a laundromat in the Clone Wars, which is pretty awesome. Well, unfortunately, Rafa is involved with some not too savory characters and Rafa is not at the repair bay when they come to collect some money. Thankfully, Ahsoka Tano is on hand to beat up these guys who are trying to beat up on Trace. But thankfully, Rafa has secured a job that is going to take care of all of her debts as one does. And it involves repairing and fixing up droids that initially look like they are binary load lifters, but they are type two ones, which are actually demolition droids. And so one of them doesn't get the restraining bolt in time and goes out on a rampage, which causes all sorts of chaos. And the situation you find yourself in as you're watching this episode is, when is Ahsoka Tano going to use the force? You know it's just a matter of time, but when is she gonna do it? She doesn't do it when she's fighting the thugs and she doesn't do it in the initial chasing around after the demolition droid. It's just a question of what's finally going to make her do it. And what eventually makes her do it is when they finally get 
the load lifter slash demolition droid under control, but they do it right on a ledge, and so the droid starts falling, and Ahsoka catches it, and Trace along, you know, who's on it already, um, with the, you know, speeder slash forklift thing, and the forklift thing is falling down, and the winch to try to pull it back up is jamming up, and it isn't working, and so... That's the moment at which Ahsoka finally breaks down and as subtly as possible uses the force to get the winch to start cranking back up and reeling that speeder forklift back up onto the platform that they're on, which is also going to save Trace's life as well. And it doesn't look like most people notice what's happening, but there is a little kid who's kind of watching and going, oh! you know, goggling at Ahsoka, who, you know, is just you're putting her hand out and otherwise not doing anything while this thing is about to fall over and then suddenly it's not falling over. So this seems to be a bit of a, a thing. It's, you know, force users who are trying to hide their force abilities, but it's always somebody that needs to be rescued that ultimately makes them reveal their force ability in some way or another. I mean, you know, most recently Jedi Fallen Order, right? That's what happened with Cal Kestis and why he was discovered. But there's an interesting bit of politicking that's introduced into this episode when Ahsoka has to say something to Trace about where she comes from. She says that she came from the upper levels of Coruscant, from Topside, and this evokes in Trace a negative reaction about the Jedi. The Jedi don't even get mentioned, and Ahsoka is clearly trying not to say anything about it, but Trace says they're the ones who are starting the war and who are warmongering, basically, and that they've forgotten about everybody on the lower levels, and she's not a fan of the Jedi at all. And Ahsoka has a moment where she says, you know, they're not the ones who started this, but this isn't going to go over well. And Ahsoka has no money to pay for the repairs to her speeder bike, which has just crash landed on Trace's repair bay platform. And Trace is already, you know, out of the kindness of her heart, letting her borrow her tools. But, you know, as Trace says, you know, everybody kind of takes care of each other and not... Everybody you know, has a lot of money down there, so that's kind of a fact of life. And so, yeah, things are obviously not very good on level 1313 and probably the levels above and below it either. So Ahsoka is going to have to find out how she's going to make a life for herself. But the episode ends after they've you know, secured the final droid, and after Rafa says, yeah, like, because they were demolition droids, I charged them three times what they initially wanted to pay, and I got all the money, and I paid off my debts, and here's some money for you and your shop, Trace. Isn't that great? And so it all works out great, and Ahsoka says, yeah, I think I better just, you know, repair my speeder and be on my way, which is you know, kind of interesting in its fashion, but it also you know, it kind of makes you wonder about where the rest of this arc is going and what the overarching story of this arc is going to be. Is it going to be about Ahsoka trying to find her way around in the underworld and, you know, create a place? Is it going to be Ahsoka's story of returning to the Jedi in some fashion and how this, 
ends up happening. I mean, it was pretty clear, and not even from the story reels and the previous knowledge that we had with the first episode of the Bad Batch story arc, you know, we found out that Echo was alive at the end of that arc, or at least at the end of the first episode of that arc, and so we knew what the driving incident was going to be for the rest of the story arc, but we don't really have that for this particular episode for Gone with a Trace. We just know that Ahsoka had an encounter and you know she knows that she doesn't have money to take care of herself or her equipment if she needs it and has to rely on the kindness of strangers. But where it's going to go from here, just don't know yet. And the other thing is that, you know, comparing it again to the first episode of the Bad Batch story arc, there was more action and, you know, more consistently throughout the episode in that one. And that wasn't really the case here. It did feel like it was a long buildup before the action began this time around. So, I don't know. Um, I feel like I am not as jazzed about the start of this story arc as I was about the start of the Bad Batch story arc. But I'm going to reserve judgment and hope that things are going to be picking up in the next episode of The Ark. And that episode is going to be called Deal or No Deal, and the deal with that episode, it says that Trace makes a rash decision after learning what they are transporting is for the Pike Syndicate. So at the very least, Trace Martez is going to be appearing, and so maybe that means that Ahsoka isn't just going on her way, that she is going to continue to be involved with these characters, and so, you know, that at least shows some promise. All right, so there's one other thing I wanted to follow up on regarding the Rosario Dawson news from yesterday's episode. We'll do that after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So yesterday, in the midst of the whole Rosario Dawson, Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano news, I was lamenting the fact that Ashley Eckstein might not get to play Ahsoka Tano in live action. One of my patrons, Dave Bosniak, said something that I think is dead-on accurate. He says, While I understand it's difficult to separate Ahsoka from Ashley, Ashley doesn't really have the star power to draw new fans to Disney+. Rosario is awesome, of course, and is a big name. And surely this is not the end of Ashley as Ahsoka. And I gotta say, David is absolutely 100% dead on correct. I mean, you know, as much as, you know, we all love Ashley Eckstein, as much as we identify the role of Ahsoka Tano with her, and, you know, as awesome as it would be, you really can't make the case, you know, for her being a bigger name, a bigger star than Rosario Dawson. Like, you know, that's no offense to Ashley whatsoever, right? I mean, Rosario Dawson is a much wider known name, has a, you know, bigger, farther, wider reputation, comparatively speaking. So yes, uh, David is absolutely right. And, you know, based on that, it is the right decision to pick somebody like Rosario Dawson instead of Ashley Eckstein to play the live action version. So, yeah, ah, shucks. There you go. 
That right there is going to do it for today's episode. And David, by the way, thank you again for that comment. Very insightful and very accurate. I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always. And may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.